Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. Andrew is an Australian Dharma heir of Barry Majid and is dedicated to extending Barry's vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. So just before the, uh, we start with the, uh, the formal meditation, I'll just say a few words about some aspect of Zen practice. So today I'm just going to say a few words about commitment. <clears throat> I guess many of us struggle with our commitment to Zen practice and sometimes in the same way as we struggle with commitment in intimate relationships and they're quite similar in many ways. But um, given the fact that Zen is a communal practice, commitment has always been a central part of our practice. And um, the, uh, the commitment is um, in the traditional classical Zen tradition is um, embodied in what's called the four bodies out for vows, in the sense in which our, what we aspire towards the same kind of thing when I talk about being clear about your intention or intentions when we practice. It's also the sense in which we practice from a position of vowing or aspiring. I'll just read to you the, uh, the four uh, Bodhisattva vows and then <clears throat> at the end of our meditation practice, I'll recite the, uh, the vows for you instead of the practice principles this morning. So the, the four traditional vows on the, uh, the Zen path are the many beings are numberless, I vow to save them. Greed, hatred and ignorance rise endlessly, I vow to abandon them, <clears throat> not get caught in them. Dharma gates are countless, I vow to awake to them. Dharma gates being this moment, anything that's arising in this moment. Buddha's way is unsurpassed, I vow to embody it fully. So they're the kind of traditional um, Zen aspirations. Um, and in traditional Zen practice, this is often um, expressed in a formal public ceremony called the Jukai ceremony, where uh, the Zen practitioner takes up the path through a, a formal commitment to the uh, what I call the, the various uh, precepts in Zen Buddhism. So ultimately, I guess, when we're committing ourselves to something, at the core of that is something we value, something which is very precious to us. <clears throat> and we put into practice what we value. So ultimately, Zen really is a, is a path of service, as uh, expressed in the, those four vows. And there's a practice of service to each other here in our community, and uh, we make a commitment to each other. <clears throat> um, 
I think in some ways um, Zen commitment is a little bit like analogous to the metta practice, the loving kindness practice that we sometimes do. Remember in loving kindness practice, we start by um, expressing kindness towards ourselves. So in a sense, usually, uh, uh, and then we work at, we work from ourselves to people that we're very close to, to family, to friends, and sort of outwards to more people that we don't know, to people we might dislike, and, and so on and so on to all beings in the universe. So I guess the movement in Zen practice in a way is starting with a commitment to ourselves and then moving and then as we mature in our practice that that just grows and it just grows and grows until that that commitment includes what's well, you know starting with people we're close to and uh, looking at the benefits we get from practice in that regard moving to a sense of a commitment to a group we might be sitting with to the community we live in to the nation we live in, to the world we live in, etc. So that that commitment can just it's that infinite kind of aspiration to save all beings as embodied in the Bodhisattva vows. <clears throat> so when we make that first vow to save all beings, my my teacher's very fond of saying, don't forget to save yourself as well. So when we're doing the Zazen practice, it's like we're making that commitment to ourselves. Just that commitment to um, to, to, to try and establish a daily practice, for example, of 20 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day, 40 minutes a day, where we make an appointment with ourselves just to show up and um, give ourselves that time of self-care just to be able to just to sit with ourselves. And, uh, and that establishment of that daily practice is really, really important in terms of it then growing and expanding to bring it into our everyday lives. So in a way, we could say that basically Buddhism is, is, is really founded in ethics um, rather than metaphysics. I mean, the first teachings of the Buddha was the Four Noble Truths, where he starts to talk about suffering right from the get-go. He doesn't talk about the ultimate nature of reality. He says, don't worry about that. Let's, let's pull the arrow out from our chest. Let's, let's, let's relieve ourselves from this suffering that we are experiencing. And often people are drawn to practice because of our personal suffering that we're going through, whatever form that may take. But as, we, as, as our practice matures, we start to see how it's all interconnected and it's all interdependent. As suffering is a very much a, it's a communal thing. And even though we all experience it in our own unique ways, and the more we go into the practice, and the more we see through the duality of self and other, the more we start to experience the other as being ourself as well. So we get that commitment towards alleviating the suffering of others as well. However, we cannot appreciate um, other people and value other people unless we ourselves have been valued. And just a, uh, a quote here, to see ourselves as being of value, we need others to see us as being of value. So in other words, we kind of find ourselves in the face of the other. And in turn, the other finds themselves in our face. This is why I talk a lot about the metaphor of the smile. And um, when we're sitting together here on Zoom, we just basically, we're not physically present with each other in the room, but we're, we're seeing each other's faces and we're connecting in that way. So showing up in these mornings and on Sundays is kind of, it's a, it's a commitment to ourselves and to each other. 
And it's a valuing of ourselves and each other. And every time we show up like this, we're showing that how we value each other in our practice. So I'd just like to finish with a quote from uh, Joko Beck from her first book on her chapter called Commitment, where she, where she gives a definition of commitment. So she says, commitment and true love are twin sisters. The word commit is from the Latin committere, which means to join, to entrust, and to connect. So let us enjoy trusting and connecting with each other this morning. So we'll now start the, uh, the meditation. So as our Zazen practice is all about harmonizing your body, mind, and breath. One of the good, best ways of doing that is simply just to follow the breath. Getting the right balance between effort and ease. The sense in which we make an effort to hold our posture. This is the kind of um, the personal part of practice, just making that effort to, first of all, to show up, clarify our intention, and sit with our back relatively straight. <clears throat> Establishing a firm base on the chair or the cushion to allow that sort of flexibility of movement from the waist up, but feeling the solidity of the base that we can actually surrender to. That's the feeling at ease with. The being at ease with is the kind of Buddha nature of our practice. No effort involved. The realization kind of comes from the effort that you make. <clears throat> In our Zazen practice, we don't worry about trying to stop our thoughts or control our thoughts. They just tend to um, just allow them to come and go like sounds come and go. We can acknowledge them, respond to them, let them go. But if we find ourselves getting caught up in them or reacting to them, just simply come back again to our Zazen, to the thought of Zazen. And just come back to the posture if you like, and just simply scan your posture. Just allow Zazen to do the Zazen. Mm. 
not everybody can sit in the classical postures of the half lotus or even the, the Burmese posture. Many of us sit on chairs. It's best not to lean back against the chair, but some of us need to lean back on the chair. It's perfectly fine. We're all at different step levels of physical fitness and age. Getting the right, the right balance between effort and ease will vary from person to person. And um, it doesn't matter what our Zazen looks like from the outside. Just find the, the, the best posture that works for you to accommodate to your, your, your body. Let your effort match your circumstances. <clears throat> Okay, let's just go into silence now for a while.
as my teacher used to say, we can't do this practice right or wrong. This is a gentle practice. We entrust ourselves to Zazen, and Zazen will hold us. We voluntarily surrender to Zazen. Mm -hmm. It's not an act of submission, it's an act of surrender. We're not trying to be perfect or get it right. We're just trusting to our practice. That's the at ease bit, just being at ease with it. Like you're floating down, you're surrendering when you lie down in the water of the ocean or something like that. It's that complete letting go, knowing that you won't sink, knowing that you won't drown, that Zazen will hold you out.
So our effort is not to get caught, not to get reactive. The hardest thing is to stay focused on Zazen. And when we do get carried away, we just simply return again. That's commitment, just coming back again, just coming back again. Sometimes Zazen might not feel very interesting. A sense of boredom may arise. Again, that's an indication that we've, we've kind of like become disconnected. So we return again to the practice. When you feel a sense of boredom, a sense of disconnection, a sense of, a sense of disengagement, we return to our intention, return to scanning our posture, come back again. So when, we, when boredom arises, it's kind of like a little, there's a gap that's opened up and we come back again to our practice and close the gap. We're constantly closing the gap. It's from the gap that suffering arises. Come back, close the gap. Returning and returning again. Coming back to Zazen is re-engaging. It's a common part of the practice, that movement. Disengage, re-engage, disengage, re-engage. <clears throat> Bit like a personal relationship.
this simple practice softens the hard knots of tension. It's a softening process, marinating in zazen. Joko used to use the metaphor of the ice cube, that the ice cube is the hard edges of the ice cube just gradually melts to become we become little pools.
So in our Zazen practice, we are expressing our core values, preciousness of life, our appreciation of life, the valuing of ourself and our interconnection, the valuing of our connection with each other and the valuing of each other. All come together in Zazen.
How, in this one moment, right now, are we saving all beings? As Walt Whitman said, I contain multitudes. Relaxing the belly, opening the heart, embracing your smile. We are letting go, we are abandoning greed, hatred and ignorance. We are awakening to the Dharma gate of this moment. And we are fully embodying the Buddha way. Now I'll just recite the four bodies after vows for you in, in replace of the practice principles this morning. The many beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Greed, hatred and ignorance rise endlessly. I vow to abandon them. Dharma gates are countless. I vow to wake to them. Buddha's way is unsurpassed. I vow to embody it fully. The many beings are numberless. I vow to save them. <clears throat> Greed, hatred and ignorance rise endlessly. 
I vow to abandon them. Dharma gates are countless. I vow to wake to them. Buddha's way is unsurpassed. I vow to embody it fully. The many beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Greed, hatred, and ignorance rise endlessly. I vow to abandon them. Dharma gates are countless. I vow to wake to them. Buddha's way is unsurpassed. I vow to embody it fully.